You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for Fansided and Pro Football Weekly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we are. Okay, Google, play Locked On Packers. Hey, Alexa, play Locked On Packers. Anywhere that you can play a podcast, you will find Locked On Packers. It is Wednesday. We are just hours away from the kickoff to the Green Bay Packers season. And what we're going to do today is go through my final roster projections before we get into training camp. We can get into final projections, final, final projections once we get closer to the end of August. As we stand right now, this is how I think the roster is going to look. And so we're going to go position by position, offense first, defense second. And I wrote about Frack Me Packing Company this week. Uh, the, the, the three positions that will ultimately decide the 53-man roster because I think there are there are basically just a few battles, a handful of positional battles that will decide who makes and who doesn't make the final roster. There are certainly going to be positional battles that are more interesting, that have a, a more important and more significant bearing on the final roster and how good this team ultimately is. But if we're talking about just the players who are going to make the final roster, there are only a handful of positions where those types of things are important. But let's start on offense. And the place that I I did name one of the critical battles is at quarterback. And the question right now is, are they going to keep two or three players? And and essentially what that question comes down to is, does Deshaun Kaiser play well enough to earn a spot and exclude Brett Hundley. Not does not just does Deshaun Kaiser play well enough to earn a spot. It is is he capable? Is he competent to lead this team for a game or three if Aaron Rodgers suffers a minor injury? Because we know if Rodgers suffers a major injury, they're probably just SOL. And and in the article I mentioned the famous Tom Moore quote about Peyton Manning, if he goes down, that they're, he doesn't say screwed, but he says another word, and they don't practice that. I've told this story before. That is what the Packers are. Uh, Rhymes with ducked if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt for eight games again. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Most teams cannot do what the Eagles did with Nick Foles. The Packers cannot do that. Even though I think Deshaun Kaiser is a better quarterback than Brett Hundley, he may not show that in the preseason. And so that that means that it is a question as to whether or not he is worthy of making this team keep two quarterbacks as opposed to three. 
in a perfect world, Brett Hundley plays well enough that they can flip him, even just for, for you know, a late day three pick. And Deshaun Kaiser also plays well enough to inspire enough confidence that Green Bay doesn't feel it necessary to keep three quarterbacks. Because they really can't afford it. There are too many other positions where they have other players who, in important situations, could contribute and and might have to contribute for them to keep an extra player at a position that, if he has to play, Green Bay may already just be screwed. I, I mean, I hope that is how they approach this roster construction. And that brings us to one of those positions. And... That's running back. And the way I look at it, opening day starter is going to be Jamal Williams. I really think that that is the case. Aaron Jones serving that two-game suspension. He will not be on the roster come opening day. And I think it is altogether possible that that Devontae Mays, who I think a lot of people just assume because Aaron Jones is not going to be on the team, is going to make the team. I, I don't think that's true. Now, part of that is because I think there are other places where I would rather have important players. When we get to those positions, I will explain and and try and balance what I think Green Bay should be doing and what they will do. But I think they're gonna they're gonna have two running backs and a fullback. An interesting thought: Zach Jacobs, who covers the Packers for Cheesehead TV, mentioned that he thought that that uh, Joe Carriage was more likely to make it as the fullback than Aaron Ripkowski. I think that's possible. Uh, Mike McCarthy has a long history of keeping fullbacks. They liked fullbacks when Joe Philbin was there, but is it possible that when Philbin comes in, they just decide, "Mm, we're not going to do the fullback thing anymore? They could certainly save a roster spot elsewhere at receiver, at offensive line, at corner, at outside linebacker by saying, well, we're we're just not going to have the fullback. I think with Mercedes Lewis in particular, that could open up the floor for them to not keep the fullback. But my expectation is they're going to go in with three backs in the backfield and then Aaron Jones on the suspended list. Whether that is Williams, Ty Montgomery, and Aaron Rupkowski, or where whether it's Williams, Montgomery, Carriage, Williams, Montgomery, Mays. I don't think it matters, but I think three is the number there. At receiver... I think we're looking at, there's obviously the starters, Adams, Cobb, Allison. Rob Domofsky reported yesterday, or at least speculated yesterday, that Allison is the is the player most likely to win that, that starting job opposite Adams. But it's interesting because he said that that battle will take place between Allison and Michael Clark. I was the only or one of the few Acme Packing Company writers who had Michael Clark on the final 53. I don't think we can just assume that all three of these rookies are going to be on the final 53. In fact, if I were to predict, I would predict that they are not. My prediction is Clark, Jamon Moore, and Equinemius St. Brown. We're going to get a, a rookie orientation on EQ coming up here, and we're going to talk a little bit on about Deshaun Kaiser in that, in that show. I hope it doesn't take away from the training camp stuff, but I I just, I wanted, I know that that's a player that a lot of Packer fans are excited about, and so I wanted to get that in there. But I don't think Trevor Davis makes this team. He just doesn't do enough as a receiver. 
And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, although he he may have the best physical tools of this group, I mean, truly, he is so raw and, and was so uncoveted, if that's a word, by the NFL to go late on day three. I think the Packers could, if he has an underwhelming preseason, sneak him onto the practice squad in the same way that they have in previous years where Packer fans thought, oh, well, there's no way... We can sneak this guy into the practice squad. Charles Johnson was that guy. Tory Gurley was that guy. There's a long list of, of Packers receivers who showed something in preseason and, and all of Packer Nation thought, well, they have to put him on the team because another team is going to steal him if they don't. And that's just, that's just not true. Uh, most other teams like their own guys better. There's going to be three tight ends. Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis are locks. And then it's either whether you think Lance Kendricks or Emmanuel Bird, there will be three. I predicted Lance Kendricks in my APC ballot, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Bird. If for no other reason than I think the Packers prioritize youth, Bird can play special teams. And I don't know that Lance Kendricks wants to play special teams. Kendricks did not show much last year, but I, I'm still bullish on his prospects. I think he could have a big preseason, and that could get him on this team over Bird. He's clearly the more proven football player, but if you're looking at how are you going to make a team and how are you going to contribute as a backup, as the third tight end on this roster, well, the most likely scenario is through special teams. And in that light, I would much rather have Emmanuel Bird than Lance Kendricks. Plus, Bird has some upside that we don't know about. He's a young player. And I don't really care. Lance Kendricks is the more proven NFL player, but I have two tight ends on my roster already who are better than him. And so why not take a chance on the younger player with the upside, with the athletic talent, and the special teams ability? I mean, that that makes sense to me. Again, I predicted Lance Kendricks, but that doesn't mean that I believe that 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 is the only potential outcome. And then the offensive line feels pretty straightforward to me with Brian Bulaga likely on the PUP to open the season, coming off the the, the major injury that he suffered. Uh, I think the starters, I think Spriggs ends up being the right tackle starter. McCray is the right guard starter. And then they have four players that, that to me, are the odds-on favorites to be the backup offensive linemen. Byron Bell, who they signed. Kyle Murphy and Lucas Patrick, who are the returning players on this team, both of whom played and started last year at various points. And Cole Madison, the, the draft pick. I know that that Dylan Day has gotten some play on some other suggestions that Green Bay signed him off the Broncos practice squad last December. I don't think that that guarantees him a roster spot by any means. Uh, Corey Lindsley is the only center currently on the team. That doesn't mean he's the only guy that can play center. Cole Madison has some experience there. I think you could you could slide Lucas Patrick inside. I don't think Day has to make the team specifically because he plays center and they need a backup center. I just I don't subscribe to that kind of thing. Center is the kind of position that yes they make the line calls. But ultimately, if you have a veteran offensive line, which Green Bay does, at least for the most part, especially once Brian Bulaga gets gets back to full strength, and when you have Aaron Rodgers, you just worry less about those kinds of things. That 
lineup, by the way, is the the lineup that the APC staff agreed on. I think that's the most likely scenario. And I don't think when when Bulaga comes back from injury that any of those guys are likely to be on the block to be cut to make room because that that is something that they will have to do. I think more likely it'll be someone like Kendall Donerson or someone like Kyler Fackrell, maybe Marquez Valdez-Scanling if he makes the team. Someone like that to go down because they need the offensive line depth. And they've proven that over the course of the last few years that they're probably going to use all these guys simply because they might have to. I remember when I was growing up and I would I would sneak time to watch wrestling on TV. And I wanted to look like Hulk Hogan. I just thought that that those muscles, that was that was for me. That was what I wanted. And I made my parents take our Nordic track, which they had in the basement, and put it in the room with the TV so that I could use the Nordic track while I was watching TV so that I could get Hollywood Hulk Hogan muscles. That was what I wanted. Well, Nordic track is still around, and right now they're offering a promotion for locked on listeners. Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home. Things like treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, strength training, all the things you need to get buff. Maybe not Hollywood Hulk Hogan buff because he was using steroids, but they can get you back in shape, back feeling like your old self. You can join high energy streamed workouts any time of day without stepping out of your door. Join streamed workouts in both studios and exotic locations around the world. Start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross-training on the shores of Thailand or work out on the African safari. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. Special offer for Locked On Packers listeners. Get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on. It couldn't be easier. Again, visit nordictrack.com, N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. In some ways, I think the defense is a little bit easier because I think there are fewer roster spots up for grabs. On the defensive line, we know the starters. Daniels, Clark, Wilkerson. I mean, it's it's pretty much on lock. And we know for sure at least two of the backups, Dean Lowry and Montrevious Adams, are making this team. And then the question is, do they keep six? And if they do, do they prioritize the draft pick? Can James Looney make it onto the practice squad? Joey Mbu, he is one of those guys that that certainly some some writers I've seen have suggested he could make the team. I I like him as a player, and I think he has a chance to make the team. I just think Green Bay prioritizes draft picks so much that it's more likely that Looney makes the team. It's going to be the three starters and then three backups. That would be my projection at this point, uh, with Lowry and Adams being the important parts of this. Honestly, I don't know that it matters. With the other players, Looney is either going to be on this team or the practice squad in all likelihood, barring you know some sort of disastrous start to camp or the exhibition season. Outside linebacker is one of those interesting places because we know the starters with Clay Matthews and Nick Perry. 
we're pretty sure Vince Beagle and Reggie Gilbert are going to be on this team. And then that leaves what to do with Kyler Fackrell and Kendall Donerson. Now, I predicted both of those players would make the team. The Acme Packing Company staff agreed. But that is certainly not the consensus among writers. Um, Kyler Fackrell, I've seen left off this list. I've seen Donerson left off this list. A seventh-round pick is by no means a lock to make this or any team. But I, I just don't think Green Bay has very many options. And given what we've seen with the injuries with these, not just the starters, but with Beagle as well, I don't think Green Bay can take anything for granted. So if if they have someone that comes in and makes an impact on the outside, great. Connor Barron was a player that we had talked about over the course of the offseason. He's now signed a contract, so he's off the market. I don't know that there's any guy out there who really moves the needle. The Titans just cut Kevin Dodd. Is that is that worth it? He was an older, non-athletic player coming out of college. Doesn't seem like the kind of player the Packers would want. Maybe they they kick the tires on him. I think they will go into the season with six outside linebackers, but I wouldn't be surprised if it were only five and someone like Donerson made the practice squad. Now, they have the luxury of the of these two roster spots with Jones and Bulaga, and they can say, well, we're, we're just going to keep someone that we might not otherwise keep because two weeks into the season, we can always cut them. This is also an interesting strategic touchdown for Green Bay because they can keep someone on the roster that they might believe would otherwise have been picked up before the season with final cuts, but might not be two weeks into the year because most teams have their roster set. If you cut someone at final cuts, every other team has an opportunity to sign that player before the season starts. If you cut someone two weeks into the year, then that list of potential teams to sign that player dwindles simply because most teams have their roster set. And do they have the open roster spot? Do they have someone that they can kick off their team to make room for the player on your squad that they covet? Maybe, but maybe not. And that chance dwindles significantly once the season starts. Two weeks in, by the by mid to late September, most teams have their team. And so you might be able to sneak a guy like Kendall Donerson on a practice squad when maybe before the season, let's say he has a good exhibition season, maybe you can't sneak him onto a practice squad before the year, but two weeks into the season, maybe you can. And so Green Bay is going gonna, is gonna to have to play a little bit of chess with some of these positions. I think safety is pretty straightforward. They're going to keep five. Clinton Dix, Josh Jones, Kentrell Bryce, Marwin Evans, and then either Jermaine Whitehead or maybe they sign someone. This is the discussion we had earlier in the week about should they sign someone. I think they should, but they're not going to keep more than five. They're probably not going to keep fewer than four. It would be surprising if either Whitehead or Evans didn't make this team. I think uh, both of them will, but it's not a lock. And if they do sign Eric Reed or Kenny Vaccaro or Trey Boston, then certainly one of those guys is potentially on the chopping block. Now, I do think the safety position is related to the inside linebacker position. Blake Martinez and Oren Burks are the locks. Now, I do think Jake Ryan is going to make the team. The one sleeper pick 
that I have of this whole group is Ahmad Thomas, former safety from Oklahoma. He is the guy that I that has an opportunity to me to prove that he belongs on this team. Whether he's a safety, an inside linebacker, I don't care. He is an overhang defender, can play in the box, can play in the slot, can play deep. He played all over at Oklahoma. Not a great athlete, which is why he's not a safety. It's why he's a linebacker. But as an overhang defender, someone who plays mostly in the box, I think he has a chance to, to, to provide the kind of versatility that Mike Patton covets and could sneak onto this team. I know some, you know, my, my editor, Tex Western, he suggested that Greer Martini has a chance to make this team. He was also a Joey Mbu fan, predicted that he would make this squad. But so... I think it's hard to look at this Packers team and think they're only going to keep three linebackers on the final roster, but they're they're certainly going to keep three, maybe four. Corner is another interesting spot. I think the likely starters, Kevin King, Tremont Williams, J.R. Alexander, I think that's the likely top three. Josh Jackson is a lock to make this team no matter what Packers news tells you. And then I've seen some predictions where Devon House doesn't make the squad, but I, I just... I didn't. I haven't seen anything out of Josh Hawkins that makes me believe he should be on this team over House. House is the veteran. House is the guy with the experience. Hawkins is is an unproven talent, and and I don't even know that I've seen the talent. So House seems like the the odds on favorite there. And then Lindsey Pipkins is a guy that I've been on record for the last nearly the last year saying I think he should be playing more. I think he can help this team. Six corners feels like the number, but they could get to seven if they really like Herb Waters. If they really feel like House and Hawkins belong on this team for whatever reason, I wouldn't understand it, but I, I mean, I guess I would. I think the number is six, but again, if if depending on what happens at some of the other positions, I could see seven if they think they can sneak someone like Donerson onto the practice squad. Maybe they keep seven and then they cut one of these corners and try to get him on the practice squad after the the PUP and suspended players come back. Those are all options. All right, the next time we talk, training camp will have opened. There will be football that has been played. The Bears opened their camp earlier this week. They were the only ones to do that. Some other training camps are going to open today. And Green Bay is going to, they're going to do their thing. And we're going to have stuff to talk about right away. There's going to be news out of camp. Players playing well, players not playing well. I caution you against taking too much stock out of what happens in these practices. We've seen it every year. A couple players emerge as, oh, they're the stars of training camp, and then they do nothing on the field, or vice versa. We didn't hear a lot about Lindsey Pipkins until he had a great game against the Eagles. And then it was like, oh, hey, this guy might be able to play. We didn't hear a lot about Jeff Janis. Then all of a sudden in the games, he starts making plays. So, you know, as we move through this process, I think the bigger concern you should have is with guys who don't look like they can play. Being able to play well in these circumstances in the preseason or in, in training camp is not a guarantee that you can play, but failing to show out, failing to show some sort of traits or sign that you can be an NFL player in these kinds of scenarios, that is bad news. And that that does not reflect well on your long-term potential as an NFL player. 
particularly as a Green Bay Packer, because there are only maybe five total spots up for grabs, and, and that might even be generous. It might only be three, it might only be four on this whole roster. And so you just can't afford to not play well. A lot of this is ultimately going to come down to how the roster is going to be constructed, how the Packers want to construct this roster, but that is also going to be a reflection of who plays well and who doesn't. Because if if one of these offensive linemen or a receiver or a corner comes out and just plays gangbusters and plays his way onto the team, maybe Green Bay structures this squad differently than they would have otherwise. We, we can't know. We don't know. It's only going to be after we see these guys on the field that we can make those determinations. If you have questions, hit me up on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski at Locked on Packers. You can ask questions on Facebook. We are Locked on Packers. All of the podcast content, remember, is at LockedOnPackers.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate the show. It, it helps us get the word out there about the podcast, and I would appreciate if you would help me do that. We're going we're gonna to have more shows next week, four shows next week to fully embrace training camp. All of the information there to keep you up to date on everything happening with your favorite team. Everything. So you can stay locked on Packers.